Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I are going to do a recap of Season 3A. We'll start off with a synopsis. I did my best to keep it short. In Season 3A, our heroes, Emma, Regina, Hook, Charming, Snow, and Rumple, travel to Neverland to save Henry from Peter Pan. Pan, who is actually Rumple's father who abandoned him as a child, needs Henry's heart, which is the heart of the truest believer, to keep his eternal youth. Neil makes his way from the Enchanted Forest to Neverland to join the fight to save Henry. Our heroes battle mermaids, lost boys, dream shades, their own demons, pans, smugness, pernicious love triangles, Henry's hero complex <laughs> to ultimately save Henry and get back to Storybrook. When they arrive, they discover that Henry and Pan have switched bodies. What? <laughs> and Pan casts the Dark Curse, intending to create a new Neverland. Rumple sacrifices himself to kill Pan and save his family and the whole town. While she can't stop the curse, Regina is able to destroy it and prevent everyone from losing their memories. She must give up the thing she loves most, Henry, and she gives Emma and Henry new memories as they head off to their new home in New York. The rest of our heroes travel to the Enchanted Forest. Roger, what did you think of this episode? Or this season? I love this season. First off, before we go there, I always love your recaps, synopsis. Thank you. They uh, amuse me to the point that I almost shot liquid out of my nose <laughs> when you said pan smugness is something they had to battle. It definitely was. And pernicious love triangles. It was really good. Like, this is... If you said, why do you like Once Upon a Time? I would say, watch the Neverland story arc. This has everything I enjoy about this show. It was funny. It was sinister. It was dark. It had a villain that you just hated, but was great. It had good character growth for a lot of our characters. I have complaints, but to me, this is as good as season one was. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is my favorite half season for sure. Um, I Pan is an excellent villain. The character growth is great. I agree that there are some things that they like, some people they didn't use well or some things that they um, could have fleshed out a bit. But this, I was excited. I was really invested the end of this story arc is incredible i just love it the final four episodes i think i put three of them in my top five yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's i think that's true i believe in season two i had one episode for the entire 22 episodes yep that's true uh, so we usually start off by looking at our questions from season two and going through if we answered them or not. Um, I will start. Uh, my first question was, Peter Pan is going to our to be our villain. What's that going to be like? And my answer was, amazing, fucking in all caps. amazing. <laughs> my question was, Peter fucking Pan. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Uh, my second question was, why is Henry important? Uh, I thought it was really interesting to tie the heart of the truest believer as Henry kind of being the child of, like, the greatest light and the greatest dark coming together. Uh, I kind of wish Henry's arc had been a little different in some ways, but... Really? I, well, I, I think that... I think that he really, like, wants to be a hero, and he, like, thought that he was making that choice here, and he just wasn't. Hmm. Um, but I guess... I actually thought this arc was great for him. Really? Yeah. Um, well, finish your point, and I'll go. No, I just, um, 
I I think we'll get more. Like Henry will surely regret a lot of his reactions here or his actions here, and I think we'll get more of like how he's going to try to become the hero that he sees in the rest of his family. That's fair. I get that going forward. I thought this was great because not only was he central to Pan's story and therefore Rumpel's story, he was central to Regina's story. That's true. He no, was, I thought that part was great. And he set the example, I think, for Regina. When he mm-hmm. said, I'm, I'm giving my heart because this is what heroes do, he showed his mom what it means to make a sacrifice. And he didn't care about the consequences. It was the right thing to do. Now, he's wrong, but... That's very different than I've said before. You can't judge it by the results. You judge it by the action. If it was the right thing to do, we'd say, good job, good sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He just happened to have gotten manipulated by his grandfather, who's a prick. Yeah, But that's true. he, I, he's central to the story again. He's important. Yeah, no, he's I like that part for sure. Yeah, this, you know, season two Henry felt like a side character that occasionally would show up and get a Cinnabon and then run off screen again. Now he mattered. Yeah. I liked that a lot for him. And he mattered for Regina. Like, he helped Regina a lot. He definitely did. I mean, he's been the driving force for her, but he helped her go see beyond just him this yep. season. Mm-hmm. Will Neil live, and how will he reunite with his family? By jumping out a fucking window like a badass. Um, but and I did write, but this love triangle is making me nervous. So, good for Neil in that he actually gets to his son much faster than it took his father to get to him. Yep. Pretty much... All of his scenes in the Enchanted Forest were hilarious. He has that great line of the movie. Yeah. I can't explain to you what a movie is. Like, he's really good. And then he gets to Neverland, and things took a turn. Not well for him, in my opinion. Not, not good. Not good. Not good. Not, honestly, I don't think another good thing happens to him until they get on the boat and leave. Like, he's in a bad love triangle. He makes a really bad decision. Quite honestly, he makes a terrible decision. Um, and I feel like I just didn't get any growth from Neil this season. No. I and I mean while he did get to watch his papa make the right choice, Rumble he also Brew. watched him die. Yeah. And also it didn't Yeah. I felt like when they leave Neverland is when we finally get to see Neil front and center again. And yeah. I said this one of my issues with season two is use Neil. This is one of my complaints about season two. Yeah, I get that. Use Neil. Like he's good. He's he's excellent at emoting. It's fine if you want to pivot him away from Emma. I actually agree with that decision. But then I want to see him and Rumpel. Like, yeah. I want to see the conclusion of their story. Yeah. Agreed. Will our characters move back to the Enchanted Forest? Yes. Sort of? Well, <laughs> I don't know if move is the right word. <laughs> so when I was younger, my mom told me this funny story about how my sister was being taught slavery. And the way they phrased it was, well, the Africans migrated. Oh my God. I feel like it's like this. Like, well, the our characters migrated home yes. by force yes, via a curse. Yes, they did. So they, I guess the answer is... And then we is, fought the war of northern aggression. Northern aggression. <laughs> and this was the war of enchanted aggression? <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like this question was dropped a lot in this season. Yeah, I think that we might come back to it because the, the we had a lot of that conversation. I mean, there wasn't a lot of time. It's only been a couple weeks, to be honest. Which is insane. They lost all the beans, except oh. for the ones that they used to go to Neverland, so which they needed to use. Yep. Um, and I think the real the real interesting piece of that question for me was Will's like will snow and charming move without emma mm-hmm. and what will it like be like for them to be separated and we are going to get to see that now and 
Yeah, and also I think one of the central questions was, can we have a happy life in Storybrooke or do we need to yes. go home to the Enchanted Forest? But because they were caught up in the adventure of Neverland, they got pushed to the yeah. background. And now we'll never know. <laughs> My next question, and I know this was dropped, what's the consequences of Snow White's heart going dark? Nothing. I have no fucking clue. What happened? This was a central piece of the end of season two. They reference it, I think, one time in yeah. a quick throwaway line, and it's just never talked about again. I, I, I don't know what to say. It only takes two weeks to uh, fix your part of darkness. Okay. Uh, will Regina continue on her path of redemption? Yes, is the answer. I would um, say definitive yes. They, they really trust her. They respect her. And they let her make a... They believed that she would save them, and she did. I mean, Emma at the end, when save Henry, when she says, we'll do it your way. Yeah. Um, I also think at the end when they come off the boat and everyone's getting a celebration, and we kind of know Regina's going to be left behind, and she knows how it's going. And then I think it's Snow who says, hey, she actually is the reason yes. we're here. So it was like, finally. She saved all of us. She saved all of us. Um, my, that actually flows right into my next question is, okay, if Regina is no longer the villain, who is going to step in and replace Regina as our villain? We got a great answer this season. Yeah. It was Pan. And Pan was the villain who shined on screen and terrified us. And Regina, oddly enough, stepped into the hero role, which was a fascinating inversion from yes. one. Yes, it was. We do know that something is wrong. Like when Hook shows up in New York, he says, like, your family's in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, we have no idea what's going on. But that's it. That's all we know. Yeah. I don't have any more questions. I had one final question from season two. Side characters. That was my big issue with season two was, okay, the side characters were just not very good. Are we going to get a return to that? My answer is inconclusive here. Um, We get glimpses of some of the side characters we love. Um, The mirror, the genie shows up, Uh brief moment. Tinkerbell shows up and then disappears for like four episodes. And then she comes back and has like a good ending. Yeah. But she wasn't really a big part of the story. Ariel. Ariel has a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Which we enjoyed. Enjoyed them. I mean, the, the flashback. Yeah, whatever. Could do without. Um, but they, none of them felt central to the story in a way that Jefferson's story felt engaging. And like in season one, we had a lot of side characters. Um, the genie, right? His just like undying love. Honestly, the best side character to me was Felix. Like I thought he was a great side yeah. character. Um, um, something that's interesting that ties into our next section Um there were no new people that were winners this season that were not winners from the previous season because you chose Peter. Oh, Pan I was going to say, I was like, that can't be true. At the end of season two. Yep, no, that's um, fair. So despite the fact that uh, we both liked Tinkerbell hey. and Ariel. Oh, I think that's a lie. I think I said Ariel won an episode. I think you maybe did give her the win in that episode because she stabs Regina in the... Uh... Nope, I didn't. Oh, never mind. With a mini trident. Yeah. Um, and also, Storybrooke wasn't there. So because of no Storybrooke, yeah. all of those side characters were basically yeah. shelled. <clears throat> Do you have any other questions? No, those okay. are those were my five questions. I feel like we got three solid answers, one that was completely ignored, and I'm inconclusive on the side character answer. Okay. Recap of our counts. I cried 16 times in this season, and half of those were in the last episode. For reference, how many times did you cry in season one? Which I think we both universally agree is the best full season. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Let's see. Roger loves to ask me about numbers that I haven't yet calculated while while we're speaking. 16 times. I cried the same number of times. And there were how many episodes? 
There were only 11 episodes this time, and there were 24 episodes. Oh my god, you cried four in the last... This is impressive. That last episode really got you. It did, it did. That will not be the first time that a half-season finale just uh, gets me bad. It will be the first time, it won't be the last time. Yes. Um, We had only one magic bean, but we have seen a total of 10 magic beans now, which is ridiculous we can subtract one considering that one of them was the one that bay used to get away from to leave with rumble or when did we see a magic bean this season um we saw a magic bean this season in think lovely thoughts when rumple and malcolm That's traveled right. to neverland yep um we got one should have listened to emma mm-hmm. one that she, they should have listened to her, and she should, but without her needing to have listened. Like, I think so. It was in the heart of the truest believer. Um, I don't remember why we should have listened to Emma in that one, but I, okay. I have a number. Yeah. Uh, we have two two days rides from here in Lost Girl, and quite a common fairy. Quite a common fairy was the one where, um, Tink flashback, right? Yes. And the heart, uh, the lost girl, I think, is the one where there's the flashback with Mulan, and they go, Neil goes some, they go to the dark castle, and it's like less than a half a day. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very close. Everything's very close. Um, you had three top five episodes. Think lovely thoughts. Save Henry. Going home. And those are three of the final four episodes. Yep. And then I had the top ten for the heart of the truest believer. Oh, yeah. I have no idea where in Heart of Truth Believer we should have listened to Emma. That I, blows my I'll mind. I'll have to go back yeah. and look. Um, I would definitely agree with Think Lovely Thoughts and Going Home. I liked Save Henry, but I don't know that I thought it was oh, a top ten. I, I, I loved it because the flashback was perfect. It was. The, I think it's the best flashback we ever get. Think Lovely Thoughts is the best flashback we get. Think Lovely Thoughts is the best villain flashback we ever get. Mm. Um, Save Henry's flashback was the, like the conclusion to Regina's redemption that we needed. Oh, we should have listened to Emma in the heart of the truest believer is when she's like trying to get them to stop fighting and they just won't listen to her. And then she has to jump off the ship, which was stupid, but you agreed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I agree that jumping off the ship was dumb. And I was like, no, I agree that you need to stop fighting. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Then, then she makes the dumbest move of all time. Yep. Got it. All right. Winners. Uh, so we had, I have three. Oh, oh, you mean winners for the total counts. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're not jumping to winners of like, the season yet. I was quick. <laughs> cool. um, as I said, we didn't have any new winners this season. Um, Roger's most wins were Pan with seven, Regina with four, Henry with two, and Rumple with only two, which is a big downgrade from previous seasons. In fairness, Especially though, for you. When Pan is winning, Rumple is often That's losing. That's true. There's a zero-sum game between those two. My highest winners were also similar. Uh, Pan at four. As as always, I was more uh, judicious with my wins. Rumple and Regina both had three, and Emma had two. I think I argued with your Rumple wins a couple times. I think you did. We did not have the same ones. Yeah. Uh, losers. Roger had Snow and Henry at three. Oh, I spread my losers out this season. You did. Emma, Rumple, and Charming at two. Hmm. And also Neil at two, which both of us had. Yeah. Mine were also similarly spread out. I had Henry at three, Rumple at two, and Charming at two. Yeah, actually ours were all the same. Yeah. I, I don't know. We disagreed. I didn't really choose much. Snow as 
as many times as you did. Yeah. Um, but mainly not because I disagreed with you necessarily, but because I just focused. You on thought of someone else. else. Yeah. yeah. Rumpel only at two losses. That's got to be a low for you. Normally he loses like five episodes a season. I don't know if that's true. I think we looked this up and confirmed this. Let's see. In season one, I said that Rumpel lost seven times. Yep. You had six, though. That's so fair. That's, that's fair. Yeah, it's not unreasonable. Different. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not true. Um, <laughs> you had Rumpel as a winner six times. Yeah. I had him as a winner four times. Sure. I had him as a loser seven times, and you had him as a loser one time. There we go. That's the Chelsea I know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in season two, you had him as a winner six times, mm-hmm. and I had him as a winner three times. Mm-hmm. And loser? I had four, and you had zero. Like I said, <laughs> you usually choose Rumpel as a loser pretty often. I mean, I I have a, a conditional formatting set on this amazing spreadsheet that, it's really amazing, guys. Um, it is pretty amazing. <laughs> this amazing spreadsheet that I made, and our uh, highest concentration of color is around Regina, both for winning and losing. <laughs> We'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Our next category is missed opportunities. I have a lot more than I've had in the past, which is interesting. I think in season two, I was like uninspired and couldn't even think of what was missed. Um, but I have some I have some good ones here. I want you to go first because I'm very curious on what your thoughts are on missed opportunities. If you've been paying attention, I think you know what my two missed opportunities are. Okay. It's pretty obvious. Um, this This isn't quite what I would call like a missed opportunity for the season. And that's usually what we mean here, but I'm going to say this one anyway. I think this is like a missed opportunity for a character and just like helping people overall. Archie. No. Um, Blue not helping Tinkerbell with Regina to find her true love. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Like you could have fixed all of this. (laughs) The worst. Blue. The same. The Venn diagram is a circle. <laughs> <laughs> Who the, the 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 logic of that was so bad. Oh, well, she has evil surrounding her. Look at how evil her mother is and her trainer's evil. That sounds like somebody who really needs help. You're a fucking fairy. Isn't your job to help people? It's definitely her job. And Tink understood that. Also, the, she was willing to help Bellfire. The who becomes a teacher. She's literally, he's the son of the Dark One, so why is Bellfire eligible for help, but Regina isn't? Yeah, her mom is Cora. Like, who cares? Okay. Yeah, she definitely deserves help, because that. <laughs> well, why does she have to pay for the sins of her parent? I just... It's ridiculous. Who is the worst? Um, ignoring Storybrooke is one of my missed opportunities here, especially Belle. Yeah. I feel like we didn't... I, I liked how they used Belle yeah. in Neverland, but it wasn't actually Belle. Um, and I loved the episode where we did get Belle. Oh, I refer to it as Shell. Shell? Oh. Shadow Belle. Shadow Belle? Love it. Shell. Um, I I really liked the episode in Storybrooke where we did get Belle. Uh, and I this kind of ties into my next one, which is maybe if Snow and Charming hadn't come, we could have had more Storybrooke. You could have your hug. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Because you initially disagreed. When we talked about this in Hollywood True Believer, you were like, no, nope. they needed to be here. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think, I think I was having a hard time with, of course they were going to come. Sure. Um, like, they just wouldn't. Last time, last season, Snow jumped through a hat because she couldn't let him leave. <laughs> so, like, they, they were going to come. Um, but I, I, you convinced me that they shouldn't have been here. Um, and there was such an easy way out. Hey, we can't go. I'm pregnant. Yeah. 
problem solved. Like I don't know. I can't. I can't put my life on the line. Yeah. And honestly, it and there's been... like evil people coming to Storybrooke, and we need to be here to protect it. I think that would have been a very interesting conversation. Of last time, I had to put you through a wardrobe. I can't go die when I have a baby on the way. Yeah. And Emma going, I understand. Even though it sucks that you can't come help me save my kid. Your next child deserved the same thing I wanted. And I'm not... There were definitely some things where I was glad Snow and Charming were there. Sure. But they were few and far between. Um, my last one is kind of tied together. Uh, spending so much time on the love triangle. Mm. Uh, I did not see this coming. But specifically... And we talked about... I talked... I alluded to this a little bit in the last episode... Jumping too quickly into Hook's love for Emma and not spending enough time with his redemption arc and his quest to find friends, family, and to not be alone. Like, why did we have to... Like, he was so interesting. And now all of a sudden he's like a lovesick puppy. <laughs> do you remember when Regina finds out when Greg has died? Yeah. And that smile she has yes, in her I face? Yes, I do. That's me right now. I mean, I still... I think Hook and Emma have chemistry. I am fine with them as a couple. Poison also has chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't... I just... Hook Hook is so interesting. And he has so many, like, motivations that we could dig into. And now all of a sudden everything is for Emma. Oh, now Roger's, Roger's like, actually going to hug me, guys. I'm so proud of you right now. It's real. This is a top five podcast moment. <laughs> All right, so what? we talked for years before we ever did this show about this show and this was probably our biggest debate about Emma and you were just team Captain Swan or whatever the fuck their little shipping name Captain is. Captain Swan. Yeah and then to hear you say this I feel redeemed personally speaking. I'm still. I know you don't hate them the way I I'm do. I'm still which, pro Captain Swan. But I think you see the point that I was making and it's like they went too quickly and yes. Hook is like I actually take back when I said I hated Hook. I don't hate Hook. I hate Hook and Emma. Hook himself is interesting to me. He's a good villain. I think his redemption is an interesting point. He's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. He has some really good lines when he's dealing with anyone who's not Emma. Him and Regina have good chemistry. Him and David's rivalry is really funny. I don't love the pissing contest, but him and Neil actually had some really sweet moments yeah, when they he's did. Yeah, they did. He is good with everyone who doesn't involve the savior. That's true. Okay. Are you done with your? I am done. Please, please, uh, please go. I'm going to expand on basically one of yours, which is the charming story arc was just not it. They did not belong here. They didn't make sense to me. There is a line that you even said was pretty much exactly who Snow White is this season. I'm here too. <laughs> I'm here too. That's right. The fuck are you doing here? I mean, honestly. With the things that they had, Darkened Heart should have been continued to be addressed. Um, we talk about, this was one of the things you talked about at the beginning of season two, was David becoming a leader. Lead the town! Like, be the leader of the town. And he always says, that, like, hey, normally it's I do the fighting, Snow does the talking. There's an open candidacy for mayor because Regina has been forced out. Why aren't one of you two running for this? Why aren't we seeing you lead a concern, you know, the um, the dwarves? They touch on that. It's always chaotic. I'm kind of nice of mm-hmm. you. It would have been nice for them to be there and then address, like, hey, all this crazy stuff happens to us. We'd like to live normal lives. Yeah. There was good story to be delivered here. Them talking about whether they wanted to move, their children. I just, I hated them going. Also, God, I'm so sick and tired of Snow White not listening. You fell for Pan's trap when it was blatantly obvious to everyone what the hell is going on. He wouldn't put that box there. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> wouldn't just put that box there. Come on, Snow. You know better than this. Um, and then Charming reverting back to David Nolan. I, no. 
Why yeah, you... you can't keep a secret like that from your wife. I understand Curse David being pulled yes. in the wrong direction and, and he had false memories. You know better. You know that Snow would absolutely go to the ends of the earth with you. You don't lie about that. You might say, you maybe you like don't reveal exactly how deadly it is until you're for sure knowing that you're going to die. But you have to tell her. And yeah. also, there's no way she wouldn't have picked up on it. The flashback, which she tries to lie to him and Charming goes, I know you. There's no way she doesn't know him, too. So, yeah. like, that whole thing was bullshit to It me. was bullshit, I agree. It just, their relationship is better when they're on the same page. There's enough couples who are going to fight. I don't need them there. Yeah. There were some decent moments. Um, Emma having to tell Snow that she's an orphan. Yeah. That was a powerful moment. Them in the Echo Caves was actually yes, really good. it was. But it was also fine. Regina being in the Echo Caves would have been way better. Yeah. That would have been way more interesting to hear what her actual biggest regret is. Yeah. Or maybe her regret is, I regret nothing. Yeah. Would have also been pretty badass. But... They just didn't fit here. It's not your biggest regrets, though. It's your deepest secrets, which maybe would have been even more interesting that to hear from Regina. More interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just something, right? Um, but the Charmings did not belong here. It, and it's not because I think the actors or actresses are bad. I think they're really good. Yeah, they same. They were just out of place here. Agreed. And I yet would absolutely deal with this ever again if I didn't have to deal with my number one biggest missed opportunity. Jennifer Morrison as a lead character, is an absolute disappointment to me. <laughs> Jesus, you're so harsh on this poor woman. I'm sorry. Emma sucks. Just as a character, she is not interesting. I do not agree with that. You like Emma. I do. And you yourself in an episode recap said, it would be nice if I knew what the character felt. No, totally. And I said, oh yeah, they panned right too. And you're like, yep, they did. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Sometimes she doesn't fully emote well. Sometimes? I would say 75% of the time, you and I have to figure out what she feels like. Going back to even season I d- one. I think that you overly... Like, she is a person with walls. She's not good as emoting as a person. And you can't tell me that they decided to make her like that because Jennifer Morrison can't act. I can because she can't act. That's just not... Also... That was not the intention. Here's the thing. So, characters with walls are a pretty common trope. It is totally fine to have a character like that. We both watch Castle. Kate Beckett has walls. Mm -hmm. But we get the side of her with Lainey. So we actually get to see what's going on behind the curtain. And then we figure it out. And then she just puts up the walls with Castle. If you're going to do that with Emma, then there needs to be a person that I actually figure this out with. And I think they don't do that because she can't do that. She cannot act that well. My next point. Her punchline delivery this season? Yeah, no, that was bad. Fucking terrible terrible from i'm a mother to i'm a pissed off mother this is horrible act i'm sorry i don't believe she's a good actress and especially considering some of the lines that pan delivers are cardboard cut out cheesy lines and he delivers them so well even fucking henry delivers them well henry is a little boy and we were like dude he's terrifying yeah it I, i i said this you know going back to the graham episode where he's jumping out the window you write a character to the strength of the actor or actress if you can't pull it off, it would be stupid of them for them to write it. But it leaves us in this spot where they put her in situations where she can't deliver what we need. So we're often going, oh, I think she felt this. I think she felt that. I don't want to think it. I want to know. I want to see it. I think sometimes we do get it, though. And it's so powerful when we do. Can you give me one? One example of when we get it? When we get like a full emotion from her where she's like, on the scene, I know how this character feels in this moment. When Henry dies... Die. In season one. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking this season. When she has to tell Neil that he that she's upset that he didn't die. You mean angry pouty face returns? 
I think that that is how a person that has walls would react. Do you not think Regina has walls? Regina has different kinds of walls. Okay. <laughs> but, like, all of these characters have trauma. They have walls to some degree. Rumple has walls. But, wait, if they all acted the same, that also wouldn't be interesting. I know, but they don't all act the same. All of Rumple's walls are portrayed in a very different way. And, like, Neil has walls because he doesn't talk. But you, you know how they feel. This isn't just about walls. I know you're using that excuse to, like, she's not that bad. A lot of them have walls, and I know how they feel about things. I never have any idea how she feels about something. Or you get, like, a glimpse of it. She'll have moments where she's like, oh, I, I get it. And then all of a sudden we're back to, like, what the hell are you doing here? She super sold me on the I'm an orphan. In the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. You know why she was able to do that scene? Because she's kind of, like, doing the shrug and I'm sorry. And it's actually Snow who's doing the emoting. <laughs> Snow has the tear and she looks so hurt in her face. And we both went, that's going to break your heart. You had to break your mother's heart. Yes, you're right. When she's in a scene with an actress who can pull it off, She's great. She can't do it herself. The punchlines, it's, you give it, I said this all season, you give anyone else these punchlines, it goes well. They give Regina one of these punchlines and she knocked that out of the park. That's true. It, it, Emma as a lead character is honestly in the way of everything else that's good in the show. Like you look at this season, she's actually kind of in the background most of the time and it's great. She can't be in the forefront. I'm sorry, Jennifer Morris. <laughs> look, this is not a me criticism. Look it up. The, most of the criticism of this show is that her it's flat. It's just wooden. All right. Do you have anything else? Those were, I mean, like, I agree with all of your points for the most part. I wanted more storybook, but I tied that into, like, the Charmies need to stay yeah. back there. I mean, I did appreciate that they didn't try to give me 8 million storylines. So thank you for that. I, I liked how <laughs> tight they were. It's yeah. just, this is one of those characters. I'll say this when we ever do a deep dive. If I could rewrite this show and change one thing... The character of Emma is completely deleted. Oh my god, I completely disagree with that. Henry as the savior would be way more interesting no. than me anyway. He is way better in this season and season one. I think you absolutely have a better set of everything. All right. Best outfits. This is all you. Um, <laughs> honorable mention, Emma's arms throughout the entire That's <laughs> <laughs> not an outfit, but I don't disagree The with tank you. top, I guess. Okay. Um, I don't disagree, especially the um, opening episode. Yeah. Where she's like pulling on the rope or something like that. Yeah, pulling on the rope and doing the pull-ups. Yeah, she looks the part of a badass. She does. Um, With walls. Tinkerbell's outfit in Neverland. Bonus points for it not looking like the rest of the stupid fairy dresses. Oh, yeah. Is that an honorable mention or is that just like... No, that's real. That's real. Okay. Uh, Regina as Ursula. Oh, yeah. So cool. Just like my childhood dream. Ursula is so cool. I love Ursula. That was your childhood dream to be Ursula? Yeah. Huh. I didn't want to be the little mermaid. You wanted to be Ursula. Ursula. I I wanted to sing Poor Unfortunate Souls, which you've never heard. I think that says something about you. I'm sure it does. This is why we get along. Rumpel's crocodile outfit. I love that in the season about Peter Pan, they actually dressed him up as a fucking crocodile. <laughs> this is the outfit that he changed into when... Uh, yeah, and Hook, he wears it for almost the entire And Hook makes fun of him and yes. says, like, is this really the best yes. use of our time? Yeah, that outfit was great. Yeah. Also, does he war paint at some point? Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, and then finally, my favorite outfit in Lost Girl, Regina's dress with the jeweled plunging mm. bodice. Beautiful. Same. Just Beautiful. I do have one piece of cinematography I want to talk about. Okay. It's two times. The first time in Think Lovely Thoughts when he flies as Peter Pan for the first time and he goes into the cave and he's like, glorious. Yeah. It looks super cool. Then we see Skull Rock again. But I think the real, like, amazing shot is as they're flying away from Neverland and you see kind of Skull Rock and it's got that pink background. I was like, 
Those shots looked super cool so to me. So cool. Like, Neverland was a place that I was like, I cannot wait to come back here. It looks awesome. It looks like, honestly, like how a, I imagine a boy would imagine a place. Like, glorious, because it's a big skull in the middle of the ocean with, you know, boundless poten- potential. I was like, yeah, that was that was super cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we have our embarrassing category that I don't even... We have to change the name of this category. It's called Top 5 Lines. And <laughs> I think I have... Uh, upwards of 15. <laughs> I thought you said 50. And no. then I was like, oh, good, no. me too. So then now I'm disappointed <laughs> that you only said 15. <laughs> I really tried to pare them down. Same. All right. Um, we I sorted mine by category. You sorted yours by person. Maybe we can bounce back and forth. Yeah. My lines are mostly delivered by one, two, three, four, five, six people. Mine are, um, I don't have that many categories, and my lines are actually pretty spread out. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with, um, I called this the Peter Pan inversions category. Ooh, uh, I, like I it. just really liked, I like yeah. these, both delivered by hook. Uh, if waxed mustaches and perms are your thing, I take it by your tone, perms are bad. I just, it was very funny. Yep. And it... It kind of like inverted that Peter Pan idea. I know we've known Hook for longer than this, but it was very funny. But we've not seen Hook's main villain. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then I think this just like perfectly sums up the story. And it was interesting to see Hook like, like he's not scared of the dark one. So like mm-hmm. he's like to be scared of Peter Pan. <laughs> Careful. He may look like a boy, but he's a bloody demon. Really sold how dangerous yeah. this villain is. Totally. What's your first... What section would you like to start with? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to start with a comedy one from Neil. Yeah, I don't know how to explain what a movie is to you. I I have that, too. But I actually like the the earlier part of that, too, when yeah. he says, yeah, they made a movie about you. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> but but the, the payoff to that yes. was so good. So good. Because, like, Mulan's like, I have a question. Yeah, I don't know how to explain what a movie is to you. And he just, like... He, that's the Neil that I wanted so much of. He's just got great comedic timing. Totally. And Aurora was going to ask, the, not Aurora, uh, Mulan was going to ask that question. She's like, okay. And then she has a second <laughs> question, of course. Totally. Um, I That one is in my funny category. Hmm, okay. Do you have more Neil lines? Um, I think, oh, so I, I'm going to go with another, I think it's my second and maybe last Neil line. When she he was talking to Wendy, when the hero, the idiots come across uh, Wendy, and she reveals that I thought your father was dead, and then Rumpel goes, "You told them that I was dead," and he goes, "Better than telling her I was abandoned." Oh, that's a good one. I don't have that one, but I like it a lot. The the pain in which Rumpel said that with, and then the pain in which Neil responded with was like, "Yeah, you're right. I did because I'd rather you be dead than admit that you abandoned me." He was pissed at him when he delivered that line. He was. Those are, that's it for you? That's it for, I think, for Neil. All right. I have one more Neil one, and it is in my next category, which is funny. I'm mm. sure you have some of these, too. Um, but my Neil one is, you drove a pirate ship through a magic portal, and you draw the line at magic coconut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> which was like, and then I think, I think Hook gives his fair point. Like, what else are you really going to say to that? Yep. Um, I'm sure you have this one. Filet the bitch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, going into the season, it was my favorite line of the series. It has now dropped down to my third favorite line of the series. Wow, okay. Spoiler alert. There are two lines from this season. Um, okay. I have 
We're the two most powerful practitioners of magic who ever lived, which I think is interesting in its own right as a separate thing. Yeah. And then I think the two of us can come up with a way to kill one smug teenager. <laughs> um, the one that that actually makes me think of is Pan's close. I can feel his smugness. Yes, I also almost wrote that, but decided to go with this one instead. It was so funny that like she could just feel his smugness. And then you put it in the synopsis, and it was perfect. And damn, you made me spit out my drink through my nose. Thank you. It was Hilarious. fantastic. Yeah, it, that was... And honestly, they're not wrong. That is exactly... Pan is the most smug SOB you could imagine. He is. My last two are Charming. Delivered by Charming. You think I'm interested in Hook? Emma, I'm um, a married man. Dead joke! <laughs> Dad joke. Dad joke for the win. One of my points for the season was that I wanted more David and Emma, and this was why. Yeah, I agree. And then my next one, this is both funny and uh, kind of like sweet. Uh, I fell in love with you on a troll bridge after you robbed me and hit me in the head with a rock. I knew what I was getting myself into. (laughs) That is Charming and Snow in a nutshell. I knew exactly who you were. Um, I'll go with my ones for Snow and Charming because they are, there's three of them, but Two of them are quick. And one of them is from Snow. Two of them are... One's like anger. One is rage. And the other one's just kind of like mocking you when you know you're right. So the one that I'm going to say when Charming... It's the first episode of the season. And the mermaids are attacking. And he's like, I will not be capsized by fish. <laughs> the disgust on his like face there where he's just like, these mermaids will not be the reason I do not finish the job here. Yeah. Um, I already referenced this before when Charming is talking to the dwarves and they have to come and apologize. And he's like, a slight apology? <laughs> Great line. Great line. And then when Snow and Charming are in the caves and he says, oh, there's no cure. And she goes, a cure for what? And is pissed as hell. Yeah. Because she now knows that he has been lying the entire time. She's so mad. She she is as enraged with him as I think we've ever seen. Like, that was more Mary Margaret David Nolan where she's like, you didn't tell her the truth. Yeah. But now you lied to me. Yeah. It was rough. Um, okay, this one, I called it contemplative. I didn't really know how else to label it. He said I'm a villain and that villains don't get happy endings. Do you believe that? As spoken by Regina. And Hook saying, I hope not or we've wasted our lives. Hmm. Um, then I'm going to go with a line that ties right into that. When Rumple says, but I'm a villain and villains don't get happy endings. Mm-hmm. I almost wrote that too, but I knew that you would. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a great line because I also think it shows that Rumpel was willing to take the sacrifice, knowing that he wasn't going to get the happy ending, which was basically what we were wondering if he was willing to do. Yep. Um, I call this category sappy, but I'm not sure. One of them is not, that's not quite right. <laughs> which um, one is not right? I'm curious of this one. The only way for you to die is if we both die, and now I'm ready. I'd it was that, powerful. I'd put I guess. that in that category. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's uh, fair. I, I, that's kind of the same Rumpel's like whole yep. speech, but I that part of the line like really stuck with me because he wasn't prepared to do it. Like he may have yeah. said it, but there's a difference between saying it and, and actually being ready. This one is from earlier in the season, and I thought it was um, really good character growth from Emma that I wish stuck around for the whole season. Uh, family means being together, all of us. Maybe this is just you rubbing off on me, but I don't believe that. There's always a way. That was a good line, actually. Yeah. yeah. And my last one in this category is, unsurprisingly, Henry saying, you're not a villain, you're my mom. <laughs> unsurprisingly, in fact. But I, I agree that was a good line. Um, 
I'm gonna go, I'm gonna jump around. Uh, one of the lines, and I'm using this mostly to be like, even the show knows you're wrong when it comes to energy. Rumple, is that jealousy? Regina, of Belle, please, of having someone shocked face on the Queens. She was just like, oh, you're right. That, that line itself is basically my entire point to our entire podcast. I still just think you're wrong. Right, uh, listeners, <laughs> please, please write in and tell me that I'm right and that Regina and Rumple have chemistry. Thank you. I'd like to point out that 10 minutes ago, a three-year argument was settled in my favor. Twice upon a time. <laughs> pod at gmail.com. Oh, is that appeal to the masses? Um, one of the things, it, this is like a, a funny line, but also kind of sadistic from Pan. At one point, I had four boys with missing fingers. <laughs> I almost wrote that. Cost one. of the game. The fuck is wrong with you? I feel like it perfectly encompasses what we know of Peter Pan as just being this like hedonistic boy that's into playing all the time. But like, it's so sinister. Yeah, and he says it with so little care. Um, uh, this is a Regina line, but it's like. It's like Evil Queen, which I don't love that they went here, but this line is really funny when they go, oh, well, she looks dead. No, death looks like this. Snap. <laughs> yes, that was a good one. That was a I really that good a delivery. I only have one more, and I'm sure that you also have it. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the whole quote. Mm -hmm. How Do you have others? Oh, I have so many more. Wow. I uh, was uh, really, I did a good job of reining myself in here. I kept wanting to, and then I was like, but these lines were just so good. Okay, I'm going to hold this one till the end. You go. I'm probably going to hit it. Um, is it a Regina quote? No. Okay, good. I'm going to, let's see. I got Snow and Charming. They're already good. I'm going to go to Pan's line. He has three more, four more lines that I really like. I'm going to start with Malcolm. At the very end of Think Happy Thoughts, basically. Think Lovely Thoughts. Think Lovely Thoughts, thank you. When he's basically letting Rumpel go and he says, I'm not cut out to be a father. A child cannot have a child. Mm -hmm. And then he lets him go. And you're like, damn, that's fucked up. Fuck. And then not much later than that, in that same episode, when we go back to forward, he then hits Rumpel with, we're more alike than you care to admit. You gave up your son for the power of a dagger. I gave up you for eternal youth. That's mean. Mean. That it's is really mean. mean. Um, so that one, and then one of the other lines I really liked is, no, no, I never loved Rumpel. So fucked. And then so of course, fucked. I think the line that is... This is the line. Do you want me... I have the whole quote. Do you want me to read it? Do it. To look at my son here at the end and really see him and think about what might have been. Is that what you want? Because I do. I remember looking at you, the littlest babe, helpless and all mine. Those big, big eyes full of tears pulling at me, pulling away my name, my money, my time. Pulling away any hope of making my life into something better for myself. This pink, naked, squirming little larva that wanted to eat my dreams alive and never stop. How old are you now? A couple hundred? Can't I be free of you? Holy shit! <laughs> if you are trying to make me hate a character, that's how you do it. This, the, the intensity of this really reminded me of Korra's, like, I want to, I want their knees, their knees to bend and their backs to break. But it's so cruel. But to say that to your to own your son, son, who you abandoned. To your son. Th this is why I always... Oh, I used to text you all the time. When are they bringing back Pan? When are they bringing back Pan? This is why. Yeah. He was so evil. And he... So evil. You know, Regina ended up regretting what she did. Cora, I guess, regretted what she did at the end. I don't really know how that... The, this would have been enough was kind of nonsense. Yeah. 
Um, even the the outsiders, they like in the end try to save Henry because they weren't get, like it's like this is the first villain that we got that literally has no regrets. Even that sounded like a sympathy play, and then immediately went to, but this is your fault. Yeah. What a what a what a villain. What a villain. I will say part of the reason that I have fewer lines is some of them are favorite moments. I oh, moved them. Oh, that's fair. I have moments as more concepts, uh-huh. less lines. That's fine. Other than fillet the bitch. Um, <laughs> gosh. Okay, I'm gonna go Rumpel, but I'm not gonna go to his final line. I love the. This is a joking line. This is what he says in the flashback, actually, of Save Henry. Regina walks in and says, "I need your help for a child." Rumpel. Well, I'm flattered, but I'm uninterested. That's a great line. Energy. No. Great line. And then later in that same conversation. But the, okay, you must admit that the thought that they keep, both keep jumping to this idea must mean that there is chemistry. I don't know that I would take it that way, but I get where you're going with that. Like the idea that they keep playing into that. Yes. Both I, of them on both sides. But I think that's also pretty typical for like a student teacher relationship for ew. people to make that assumption. What kind of ew? I mean, it did happen with Rumpel and Cora. Ew. Um, and they're also adults. Like, it, it's not all that surprising. Um, I already hit, oh, the second part of that conversation, which was a great line. I'm sure you'll make a mother of some sort. <laughs> that was a good one. Just, he can't even bring himself to say good mother. And actually, it's kind of beautiful to think about him saying that and then getting to this last episode where she does the thing that he tells her a parent must do, which is sacrifice everything for your child. Yeah. I also, so to go back to your previous point, Rumpel likes to make inappropriate jokes at the worst time. That is who he's been all the time. Like when he hits well with the, I know they say I charge an arm and a leg. No one makes that joke when someone's coming to you with an amputated arm. But that's what Rumpel does. So, like, yeah. of course, when she asks for a child, he's going to make a sex joke because we need a new maid. I mean, that's just who Rumpel is. Yeah. Um, there's a point after where Rumpel had basically been commanded by Neil, you're going to do this because it's the right thing to do. And they thank him. And he goes, well, apparently that's the only thanks I need these days. <laughs> he's disgusted. And it, like he does a great job of emoting how annoyed he is that, like, he can't even get a favor out of it. And he's just like, oh, well, I guess I have to. Um, I love the line in, I think it is when the Pied Piper episode where he's Peter Pan, where he says, uh, don't pretend to know me, not anymore, which is the first mm. hint that they had a past. I thought that was a great yeah, line. That was a great line. Um, the, I think it's the Tinkerbell episode where Regina's alone by herself in dining and Rumple shows up and says, roasted swan. You'll get that later. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Very one. much like the line to Cora. Oh, snow. Ah, when you see endless possibilities, the future is, uh, ironic. Yeah. yeah. And then this isn't like a quote, but it's more or less the speech that he gives to Emma before he dips out was just beautiful. Yeah. With the spinning of the the cane. But also the way he slaps her down where she's like, oh, I did that. Because we pointed you in the right direction and told you. You've never taken a leap of faith. And you're going into a place where imagination is infinite. So I thought that was really important for her. And also interesting that, I don't know, she took a leap of faith in Regina at the end of this season. Agreed. Um, she trusted like she, her to do the right thing. Yeah, but but at that time when he said it, she really hadn't. Everything no, yeah, is no, he's see totally it, right. believe it. No, um, I'm going to save one of his last lines for the like my final two, which are my one A one B. Regina to Emma, you have this person. <laughs> I almost included Neil's line in that episode, the same episode with Mulan in the movie where he was like, "She's my uh, 
<laughs> Henry's mother. It's the same kind of like don't know what they are. And yeah. like, even Regina's like, I don't know what you two are. Um, Regina, after she saves Rumpel from the shadow, you are not going to die to anyone's hands but my own. Mm-hmm. Still some animosity, but still going to save him. Um, I already said the death ones. Oh, I, I love this one because it's the most ridiculous shit that Regina will say. And it's just classic season one. She had my fiance killed. Oh, I have that as a most ridiculous moment. Okay, that's fair. Um, like a hit. Like we talked about how she phrases it like a hit. Yeah. Just could you be more delusional? Yeah. Um, these. This is like a combo of three, but it's all in the same kind of episode in like five minutes. I think they're talking to, it's Emma when she is trying to figure out how to unlock the map. And she talks about, I'm the sheriff. That election was a sham. (laughs) I'm the savior. The S word. Oh, I see. Blame me again. Like, it's kind of just a boom, 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 boom. I loved all of those. During the fight on the boat where Snow goes, I'm so sick and tired of you ruining my life. I ruined your life. (laughs) Just great. And of course, filet the bitch. Just classic. It's a great line. Great line. Uh, okay, my top two lines. And it's funny, one of them is a sappy line that you will Wow. Love. It is the Rumple and Neil conversation. Where In, he says... When he's dying? Not that one. It's the one oh, where he says, um, why didn't you tell me Pan was your father? Because I didn't want you to know that I was just the kind of father he was. And he goes, you're not the same. You came back for me. Yeah, that's beautiful. That was exactly what Rumple had been waiting now for. Now I want to hug life. you. <laughs> <laughs> but there is nothing that's going to beat. I have tortured and I have murdered. I've done some terrible things. I should be overflowing with regret, but I'm not because it got me my son. That's a beautiful line. That, that right there, I want that level of emotion from Emma. All right. That's Regina. That's a, thank you. So many good lines. So many good lines. And this is me narrowing them down. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Where are we going? Most ridiculous moment. I have one, two, three. I have four and then I had one more that... You had my, she had my fiance killed. Uh, I'm, I have five ridiculous moments, but they're okay. all lines. Okay. Um, well, my first one is I'm here too, Henry. Same. <laughs> that was, and I actually put that in like it's more ridiculous, not because it's a bad line. It's just like this is exactly how I felt about you this entire season. Yes, mm-hmm. not good. Not good. Um, in that flashback to the enchanted forest where Regina is talking to Rumple in the cell and she thought <laughs> that Rumple wasn't exactly where he wanted to be. People always make this mistake. <laughs> well, you're trapped. And she like offers him freedom right before the curse. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. And and that's not to say like Rumple does get trapped in Pandora's box uh-huh. in this episode uh-huh. in this season. Like I'm not saying that he doesn't ever get into a situation that he doesn't want to be in. But like if he's like chill, you should be concerned. You know when Rumple <laughs> is unnerved and you know when he's quite yes. fine. Snow White has a line that I'm just, I asked you in the episode you still didn't know. I still don't know. The cost cannot be this family. What did that mean? Yeah, I'm not sure. I I, I honestly, I don't I, I don't it's know. not like she delivers it in a poor way. It's just not explained enough to me that like, are, is it is it referencing the dark heart, which I think it is, but I don't know because yeah. it's right after Emma chose Regina's way. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was ridiculous, not because it was a bad line per se, but it was like it was confusing to me. Like I legitimately have no idea what you were going for. Agreed. Um. Tamara thinking that Rumple would forgive her. <laughs> Can you ever forgive me? It's so good. No. No, he can't. I'm sorry. No. You, you killed the Dark One's son who he was chasing for 200 years, and you think he's going to forgive you? Yeah, definitely not. 
Um, mine are all three. I guess you can probably guess who they're all from. Regina? Nope. Oh, Emma. Yup. Yeah, please, please go ahead. I choose Henry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you have any more ridiculous moments? I have one, but you should finish I'll, your set. Uh, who are you? Pissed off mother. <laughs> but the most ridiculous moment of the season to me, which was... As we, like, even concluded the season, it made it even more ridiculous. Well, what do you bring to the table, Savior? I'm a mother. How dare you say that to Regina? <laughs> she was the one who was actually raising Henry while you were either in jail or being a bail bonds person. And you had the audacity to say you're a mother to her? You've raised Henry for less than a year. It's true. Fuck off. It's true. Um, Mine is... Like, it didn't, I I thought it was great. Like, while it was happening, it was a great storyline. I loved it. But, like, when you just, like, step back for a second and you just think about it. Pan and Henry switch bodies. They switch bodies. Oh, I really like that, actually. I also really like that. But, like, when you think about, like, soap opera tropes, like, Jesus. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> like, we put his brain in her body and now they are. Like, it's that. Do you not often switch bodies with your great-grandfather? I don't do that. No. You're missing out. I don't do that. It was also, what was funny about that is that it seemed like Pan had a trick up his sleeve every single time. He so did. Like, you thought you have him cornered, gotcha. Like, he came up with three, I think I said, he had three plans in that one moment. I'm going to go for the heart again. Nope, protection spell. I'm going to rip out your shadow. Nope, didn't work. All right, let's switch bodies at the very end right before you get trapped in Pandora's box. What the fuck, man? Yeah. It's a good villain. Anything else? Nope. I just, I changed my bottom five lines to five ridiculous moments because they basically fit there. Oh, yeah, that works. All right. Loser of the season. I'm sure we both have the same one. I have four. Oh, I only have one. Um, Go ahead. You actually convinced me at the end of last episode of this person, and it's Neil. Mm -hmm. He did not, and and I'm not even saying this from just an in-character, I'm saying this from like usage throughout the season. Mm -hmm. I needed more Neil. Like we waited so long to get you. You had a really cool like Captain America jump out, grab the shadow, and then it just fell off a cliff, buddy. Yeah. This was bad. He's getting third place loser here, but that ending, man. Your father died. You lost your son. The woman you love doesn't love you anymore, in my opinion, or at the very least is gone and doesn't remember you. Lost, lost, lost. I don't know what you gained. Yeah. Other than, I guess, bad. you get, you got forgiveness for your father, which I think is a big deal. I don't want to, like, understate that. But there's so much loss here. So much. Yeah. Second uh, one. The Charmings. That's a good one. Yeah, I get that. I get it. And, and again, the flashbacks we got from the Charmings, like, that one at Medusa was fine, but it was out of place. It yeah. didn't fit. They didn't belong in Neverland. We dropped an important snow story. Charming reverted back to David Nolan. Bad. I'm here too was literally exactly how I felt about them. Yeah, we know, but why? Yeah, I get it. I'm sure our first one is Peter Pan. No. It's not? Peter Pan is not my season loser. Peter Pan is my season loser. He lost. I, I don't disagree His with you. His smugness killed him. In the end, he lost. I do not believe that he lost for the season, though. Um, my actual season loser is Jennifer Morrison. <laughs> I don't know if you can choose Jennifer Morrison, Roger. It's my podcast. I can do what I want. Okay. If I can't choose Jennifer Morrison, I will choose Emma. She is the season loser of this episode. Or season. Like, it's just... Her... You know, even like what you said about Hook. She made Hook worse. I didn't find her in Charming... Like, the Charmings... Other than the... um, Her and David. That little conversation on the beach was good. 
it didn't flow very well. Her trying to be like the, I'm an angry, pissed off mom, didn't really work out well. In the end, it's Regina who saves Henry. Like, Emma, you know, the, the tree of regret is exactly how I felt about this season when it comes to those three. Snow White couldn't do it, couldn't pull the trigger. That is who she is. Emma had disappointed Henry too much. And it ends up being the evil queen who has to do the job. It's true. It's true. I, I, bad punchline delivery, bad character development, and honestly, just bad acting. I, sorry. L, L, L. While I do not agree with all of your choices, I do appreciate, I had this thought as I wrote down Peter Pan, is the villain just always the loser? So, I don't know. That's an excellent question. <laughs> um, so I appreciate that you branched out. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Who are our losers in the season two, though? I don't think we did pick... I don't think we knew who the villains were. I think you picked Cora. I think I picked Cora. I think I picked Regina, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm now realizing that we don't track that in our spreadsheet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... I know I, know I did pick Regina. So... Okay. We'll have to add that. How many winners do you have? Well, that's not the next category, but I have two. I also have two. Okay, interesting. Um, top ten moments, uh, culminating in favorite moment, is next. I have <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six moments, and then two favorite moments. So I have like five. I have four. So I did it by no, character. No, I have one famous favorite. I did moment. four character like moments as a concept, and then I have like bullet points underneath it. If that makes sense. Okay. So let's I'll just do, go back and forth. Sure, I'll go with four. Henry returning to the heart of the show was a huge deal for me. Oh, yeah, I that's good. loved that. He was fantastic when he was Penry. Like, sinister. Sinister. Like, the, the actor did such a good job of making me think this kid was going to kill some people. Mm -hmm. um, I also, and again, maybe I'm spending too much time around you. I always love when Henry is actually genuinely caring for Regina. And that was very sweet at the end. You're not a villain. You're my mom. Oh, my God. Look, I broke Roger, guys. Let's not go that far. <laughs> also... Henry's got a little bit of charming in him. When he gives him that crossbow, Henry is not afraid to pull the trigger. He turns and goes to shoot him in the heart. Badass. Yeah. That was um, very badass. And then, oh, honorable mention, when Neil jumps out the window. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have as many sappy things as one might expect. Really? Yeah. I am sure. My first one is sappy, though. I don't feel like a hero or a savior. I just feel like what I've always been, an orphan... I know that you do not think that she emoted well in that, but I do. <laughs> I don't think she was poor in that one. I thought Mary Margaret carried the scene there. I do not agree. That's fair. Um, the Henry one, I mentioned this earlier. I think it was important that he set the example for Regina, and that was a big deal, too. Mm. When he was willing to sacrifice himself because it was the right thing to do, I think that was a big deal to see Regina see her son do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have another arrow catching but mine is a different one when neil shoots pan with the arrow and pan is like D haven't you learned and neil is like yep his smugness backfires <laughs> yes his smugness backfires yeah um do you want to go yeah well it's actually tied into a similar pan never shows an ounce of remorse never not even a little bit he proves to be the best villain this show is ever gonna have i mean I got six bullet points of him. When he reveals that he is Rumpel's father, I jumped out of my chair. And I already knew he was his father, and it was still awesome. And he made fun of Rumpel for being abandoned at one point. <laughs> Dude! What is wrong with you? Also, he expertly tricks his grandson into giving him his heart. Yeah. And ascends into really a bad. god. It was that scene at the end where he jumps up and he's into the yeah. eye of the skull. 
great cinematography. The line at the confrontation where he basically, what you wrote, that whole line says, can't I be free of you is the conclusion of that. You are an evil son of a bitch. Yeah, he's bad. Um, he tricks Rumpel twice. The Pandora's box and the cuff. And then starts whooping his ass. Yeah. You don't see the dark one on his heels very often. And then actually my favorite part of this is at the end, after he's lost and Rumpel has decided, I'm going to kill us both to take you down. He literally tries to beg Rumpel to stop and says, we can be happy. You are so without remorse that you literally are willing to try anything to save your own skin. That's true. What a bastard. Love him. Great, great. I love how your favorite moment of the season is just Pan. Pan. (laughs) Well, just Pan Pan as a villain. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you have this one. Regina's smile when she discovers that Greg is dead. (laughs) I'll get to that later, but come on. You know I have that moment. So good. Um... This was really nice. I think it's in the Ariel episode. Regina and Rumple having that moment uh, where they're talking about love and Belle. And he reveals that he really loves Belle and, like, believes in her. And Regina... It, 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 oh, yes! Like, she's seeing Rumple differently for the first time. Yeah. Um, I actually thought about that when he tells Belle through, like, the what, magic voice message. Yeah. Where he says, I believe... In the sand dollar? Sand dollar, yeah. <laughs> I believe you'll do it. Like, yeah. he believes in her, and she now knows that he believes in her. That was, a, that was pretty big. Yeah. Um, my number two is Rumpel gets it right. The man who struggled with making the right decision got it yeah. right for the most part. Um, and But he also has some really cool badass moments. So, like, look, he cut out his own shadow, which I thought was super cool. That was cool. so cool. It just looked cool. It was cool. Also, Rumpel plays 3D chess. I'm going to have you hide this dagger, and it's going to come back to me at the very end when I need it most. Perfect play. Way to see the future. Um, the conversation with Bell, so Shell, I thought those were really good because he knew that he was struggling with nasty habits, his willingness to survive. Pan offered him a deal. And every time he said, no, I've always taken this way. It's not worked for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a better man, even if it cost me my life, which was like growth. That's what I wanted from the characters. That's what we get. Um, gosh, the scene... With Bellfire when he finally gets forgiveness. Yeah. Top tier. Top tier. And then the same, honestly, this is kind of for Neil, and this is why I like Neil, when he realizes his father is gone. It's that same love of emotion. Like, I knew you had to do it, but you're still gone. You know, obviously that was one of my favorite lines about you You came back for me. Um, the speech towards uh, Belle when they're frozen. You know, you uh-huh. made me stronger. And then she wakes up. And she does great acting with her eyes. Love that. I thought there was a great piece of um, irony in this. The village coward finally turns into the hero that Mila wanted him to be all along, but she didn't deserve. <laughs> wow. Um, I like how you secretly ordered these, but under each one you have like yeah. 10 moments. Yep. Yeah, it's a larger moment with smaller pieces. Okay, I have two more before my top two favorite moments. Sure. Uh, in Quite a Common Fairy, mm. was being happy such a terrible fate? Yes, yes, it was. That anger was all that I had. What would I be without it? Ting says, happy. And Regina says, weak. And I feel like in this conversation, she's literally breaking down her walls. And at the end of that conversation, she says to Tink, pick hope over anger. I think that is maybe the most beautiful line. I had the speech with Tink where she rips out her heart and shows Tink the cost of her actions. Yeah. And she doesn't blame someone else. She says, I did this. So go ahead and kill me. 
this is what your future will look like. Yeah, that was great. Regina that was a great acknowledging that she is the cause. Like we said it in season one, the entire season, you are your own worst enemy. And yeah. she finally said, you know what? I did this. Yeah. No, that was great. I'm surprised that you don't have this or maybe you do, but the entire Echo Cave scene was amazing. I, I knew you would have it. I knew, um, I knew you. The Echo Cave scene was top I, tier. I love the idea. I love all of them confessing. I love Emma trying to get Neil out of the cage and then having to tell him that she wishes he was dead. Awful. Emotional. Wonderful. Probably one of the few scenes I thought she was at least decent at emoting it. And, yeah. Um, but I also, again, I thought Neil carried it well. Yeah. He showed some real hurt on his he face because that has to suck. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I didn't put it. I knew you were going to have it, but the Echo Caves were great. I'm actually, my only disappointment with the Echo Caves is I wanted more people in there. Yeah. I wanted to hear yeah. Belle's biggest secret or Regina's biggest. Like, it would have been fascinating. Um, my last one, and this is the title of this, Regina once again reclaims her rightful throne as the true leader of this show. Aww. This show... Rises and sinks as Regina is the star. Season one, she's the star. It's great. Season two, she's a background. It sucks. Season three, she's the star. Oh, look at that. Show's great again. She really should be the lead of this show. Her her emoting is great. Her character arc is great. I, once again, have seven moments. I'm sorry. Um, I love when she is unwilling to give up Henry. When? The flashback. Oh, She takes the boy back. Baby Henry. Baby Henry. And she knows that this is going to cost her in the end. Yeah. And she actually, for the first time, sacrificed her happiness for someone else. I'm not going to let Henry go, even if this means the Savior will eventually show up in town. That's a big move for her, because we've never seen her do that before. So that was great. We just talked about the speech with Tinkerbell. That was fantastic. Filet the bitch. Just, <laughs> just great. I like how you like it so much that you've said it online. Times. Yep, online. I literally <laughs> just put D. Filet the bitch. Um, the smile when she realizes what happened to Greg. We rewound that, and I was like, I think she just smiled. And then you just see it. Yay. <laughs> Loved it. Um, I even said one of my points was, when the show revolves around Gina, it's just significantly better. Yeah. It, it just really is. It's really good. Um, She's but, my favorite character for a reason. No, and and I liked Regina. I didn't know how much I liked Regina. I like her about as much as I like Rumble, which is saying something. Because wow. I like Rumpel. I really like Rumpel too. Yeah. I think he's a very interesting character. I think it's interesting to see someone struggle, which one of my complaints, sometimes even with the Charmings, and but big complaint with Emma is that it doesn't feel like she has to struggle. It just feels like shit's given to her. Like, we see Regina struggle to become a mother. We see her struggle to make the right decision. We see Rumpel struggle to make the right decision. Um, but, of course, the tree of regret when Regina shows uh-huh. no regret. And like a badass, just rips that heart out of Pan's body. Like, thank you. Welcome back, Evil Queen. You yeah. took a season off. My top two favorite moments of the season, you already touched on these, but um, when we learn that Pan is Rumpel's father, I was just like, this topped Neil is Balefire for me. I, I didn't even know that was possible. I was so shocked when that happened. And I, we even like, they, they gave us crumbs and I just was not expecting that. I remember I said like, he does a lot of things that Rumpel does, but when I watched it live, I remember thinking, they might be brothers. Yeah. Or they might be, like, related, like siblings. It didn't, and I think I made the same mistake you did. Well, he's too young to be his father. There's just no way in hell. Yeah. That reveal was an all-time, like... Amazing. What? And I think my favorite moment... Regina, Regina's choice at the end was very beautiful, but Rumpel killing Pan... And fulfilling his, you're my happy ending, this is because it's my redemption. He said he was going to do it, and he got it fucking done. I had no disagreement with that at all. 
beautiful moments. Yeah. Do you have anything else under that? Regina was my top five moment of that. Yeah, so that's great. That was it. All right. Winner. We both have two. I actually have three. Okay. Um, I was going to say they're probably the same two, but who's your third one? Peter Pan. Oh, oh, what? He's the loser. <laughs> Stepping back outside of the characters, the acting job by Robbie Kay this season was top tier. Yep. He agreed. portrayed the best villain we've He's ever like seen. He's like a 14-year-old boy and he did a great job. He was sinister. He was funny. He was menacing. Um, he was manipulative. He had plans. He had second plans. He had third plans. Yes, in the end, he dies. But he was so good. He shined the same way that I thought Regina shined in season one. And he didn't beat himself. He actually put them through hell. He re- he had manipulated Henry expertly. He ascended to godhood for a moment. Uh, he, he got a little cocky in the well, end. Well, yeah, because he, he, he is just... powerful enough to defeat Rumpel or Regina or all of them. Yep. But because he was sure that he had won. Yeah, he, he makes a mistake tactically. But also, they, they killed a shadow, too. Like, that was a bit... I mean, he it took all of them uniting against him. Like, yeah. that is the way... So, like, to me, the reason I put him as a winner is that he did such a great job. He also, like, brought the show back. This was what I wanted from a fairy tale show. Give me a villain for the heroes to unite and fight against and have to defeat. And he felt like he raised the stakes appropriately. It wasn't, here's a random trigger two episodes later, and then, uh, okay, we're good. Like, great villain. So when you said, the, is the villain going to be the loser? I was like, no, he's a winner to me. Like, Interesting. I think okay, he's... I mean, I think that's fair, especially when you step back and just think about it, how yeah. it improved the show. Minor Regina and Rumpel. Same. Um, I think... I mean, Regina's redemption arc only continues here. She's learned how to use her skills and, like, get things done without doing the wrong thing all the time. Sometimes she still does things that are questionable, but when she does a questionable thing, it's not instantly, oh, you're the evil queen again. Like, she's still focusing on things for the right reasons. You disagree with this? No, no, no. I don't. I don't know that I disagree. I looked at it from. I think before it was like extremes of the lines, and she's forced both sides to move to the middle. Mm. So okay. she's come from just being evil for evil's sake and come here. But then, like that scene where Emma chooses her over Mary Margaret is an important piece because even Emma acknowledges we actually need to be willing to go a little bit further. Yeah, which I think is important as co-mothers. Essentially, like we're gonna have to work together and compromise. And then the scene goes okay. We'll do it your way. Yeah. That's what I th- I kind of took from this. But I think the real win is at the end, she discovers that Henry's happiness is more important mm-hmm. than her own. And she's willing to give that up to save everyone. And she wanted Emma to be happy. Like, she actually wanted that. She so let the, Emma win, essentially. So the way that you talked about the cold open is the way I felt about the flashback. When she says, I can't give him up, and basically says, this will be my undoing with my curse but I choose Henry instead of that, is what she does at the end. Mm. I choose to make Henry and Emma happy even though I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. That. That is the Regina that you wanted. That is the Regina that I wanted. So like that kind of full circle saying, you know what? Yeah, I spent most of this time wanting you to get the hell out of my life. Take my son and be happy. Totally. And for Rumpel, that, I mean, he got his redemption. The boy was his undoing Mm -hmm. and it didn't matter. He got forgiveness. Yeah. And I said, I don't think he wants to be friends with everyone. He wanted his son to forgive him. To not see him the way he saw himself, I don't know what else he could have asked for. Like, he, I said, he's fine dying. I think he just wants Neil to forgive him and know that he's not as bad as his father was. And as we see, his father was so bad. So bad. Yeah. Anything else before we jump into top five questions for next half season? 
I'm not like depressed, but I'm legitimately sad. That it's over? So yeah. I, like, you know how they say, like, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that the journey happened. I love this half season. I think we agree very much on the villain of next season, but I actually think that I like the, the next half of the season more than you do. Oh, you for sure do. But it's also, like, where I came from, right? Like, yeah. my, part of my issue with season two is that season one put me at such a high. Yeah. It felt like a hard drop. Season three A has basically put me at such a high that I know it's a letdown. Yeah. And then when we get to four A, I don't think it's going to be. <laughs> I I doubt it's going to be better than I remember. We'll see. Um, I do like four B. Four B will be like a nice little like, oh yeah, you kind of like this again, and then weird shit happens. Um, also, I feel like this is the last time Rumple is the Rumple that I enjoy a lot. They kind of turn his character into something else. Like just I won't go into it a ton, but. This rumple was consistent from start to finish in what he wanted. Yeah. Then later, all of a sudden, I'm like, what is your goal now? Yeah, no, totally. Um, 100% agree. And that's my problem, is that I like it when I know where the target is. So, like, yeah. even with Regina, right, I knew what her target was in season one, even if she did the dumbest shit ever. Whereas, like, in four, like, I would say this one, what the hell were you going for? It just Also, I guess we should say, spoiler alert, that should not be surprising. Rumple is not. Rump- we will get more rumple. <laughs> I mean, I, I put it in the same category as, like, did anyone buy Charming was going to Yeah, die? right, exactly. Um, Though that actually ties into my question. Yeah, what is it? Did the actor have to leave the show? Like, I, when I watched this initially, I was like, oh, Rumpel's gone. I think that, I do not think that he could have, um, I don't think that his redemption would have been as meaningful if he didn't die. I know, but I actually thought maybe he's done. Like, yeah, maybe. Maybe his contract maybe he was. is over, maybe there's no Rumpel... And then I was like, if that's the question, what do you do with Belle and Neil? Yeah, I don't know. I, it, so, obviously, we spoiled it. He ain't gone forever because you can't lose the top two character in the show. But, yeah, that was one of my questions. Is this really the end for the Dark One? Or is it the end for the Dark One and Rumpel comes back? Yeah, Because that would have been interesting, uh, too. Like, yeah. he loses the power, but then he's just Rumpel. Totally. I wrote, is Rumpel really dead? Yeah. Question mark. Yep. Um... So we've got a lot of focus on this love triangle, which you feel like is now concluded. Um, but what I'm actually more interested in is if Emma's going to give herself space to enjoy the good moments, like the good ones, the bad ones, even though she's the savior and never gets a day off. So mm. what we're what we're being set up for now with that New York flash forward is your family's in trouble and Emma has no idea who she is at this point. Mm-hmm. But assuming she remembers that, is she ever going to get past, like, I'm the savior and I never get the day off? Basically, are she going to stop rejecting being the yes. savior and find the good in it? Yeah. Okay, that's a fair point. Um, my question was almost the same question I had from season two. What does the dark heart mean for Snow, mm. but on a different twist? What's the impact on the baby they want to have? Yeah. If you have a darkened heart, I mean, this is magic, so I have no idea. What does that mean for your eventual kid? Because before, you guys were just pure and true love. Now there's darkness. Yeah, that's a good question. I have, how will Emma and Henry remember? Because obviously. They got to come back at some point. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, I said Hook looks to have won the love triangle. So what's next for Neil? Sure. Yeah, that's a good question. And truthfully, my thought really was, I kind of want to see him and Regina together. We know that's not going to happen because Rob. Whoa. Well, because they're both parents of, like, not even together as necessarily relationship, but, like, them being good friends as people trying to parent Henry would have been interesting. Yeah, that actually would have been really interesting. And then Emma thinking they're together and getting maybe a little jealous. I also had a thought, which was, one, very soap opera-y and 
too very superficial. But in the scene where Rumple wants to stay with Pan and Belle and and uh, Neil, or Neil is very like chivalrous. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh wow, like Belle and Neil, like, like they they like I'm not I'm not saying they should be together. No, nope. but don't do this. This they're, is so bad. They're both very attractive people and like would have beautiful babies. I'm going to purge this saying. from my brain. And then I was like, oh my God, that would be like the most soap opera thing ever. Ever. I'm going to honor my father's wishes by banging your girlfriend. <laughs> I don't want that to happen, just to be clear. But like, I feel like that would definitely be a thing that a soap opera would do. That is a thing the soap opera would do. Yep. Um, and they're like the same age. <laughs> so I remember thinking, I was like, what would have been a really funny scene was let's say that, you know, it's, they're having dinner, you know, just Emma or, um, Neil and Regina and Emma thinks they're dating. And Neil's like, no, why would you think that? And Regina's thought is, wait, how would, how much would that piss off your father? Oh my God. Cause you know, that's what her first thought would be. Was, totally. If this is going to make Rumple mad, maybe I should start sleeping with him. Because it would make Rumple mad because there's chemistry. No, it would just make Rumple mad because the evil queen is sleeping with his son. <laughs> you know how mad he would be? Because um, there's chemistry. How will Regina deal with the grief of losing Henry? Mm, um, great question. She's she made a big sacrifice, but it, will she be able to maintain her uh, redemption? Good, her redemption without the reason that she wanted to be redeemed. Yep. How does she avoid backsliding again? Because we've seen yeah. her backslide before. Um, this was the same question I had at the end of season one. Can you follow up a villain? After you've done Peter Pan this well. <laughs> you did it. You had Regina. You followed up with Peter Pan eventually. And that was great. Now what? Yeah. You referenced the Dark Fairy. Question. Is the Dark Fairy next? What is the sinister thing that has, uh, that family, Emma's family's in trouble? I don't know. I mean, that's because I feel like this show always, if you have good villains, you have something to chase. Spoiler. Yeah. It's not, it's not Pan levels of good. Yeah. How is Hook in New York City? Was a big question I had. Yeah. <laughs> like, they all left. Well, how is he here? I don't get it. Why won't this man take a bath and change his clothes? <laughs> He's very clean, Roger. Yeah, Guyliner is very clean. Um, my final question, and I think it's probably the question of the series. Can villains get happy endings? Mm, that's a really good question. I can't believe I didn't write that down. I don't think I would call Rumples a happy ending. I would say it's an ending. It was what he wanted. It is, but it's not a happy ending. Yeah. He was simply willing to take it. Yeah. If you gave him the choice, I think a happy ending is him, Bell, and Bellfire all together. Related to your question, yeah. um, we were dropped a piece of information in season three or episode three that we have not picked up again. Will Regina find Robin Hood, and what will happen? Oh, that's right, true love, right? Yeah. So, like, I, and and can Regina's happy ending really be a man and not Henry? The other question I have then: if there's multiple true loves, because that's what that's telling yeah. me. Is it possible that Charming or Snow have another true love? Yeah. Now that's a love triangle I want to see. Ooh. Like imagine if they said you have like two, like Snow White and, I don't know, let's say Cinderella. We not, let's assume that Cinderella hasn't shown up. Who are you choosing? That is actually an excellent choice because... In those movies, the prince's name is, is Prince, prince Charming. Charming. <laughs> or is this the greatest marriage of all time? And David it's Nolan true. is the man I truly want to be in life. <clears throat> all right. Um, this isn't really a question. 
Mm-hmm. But um, I just thought it was kind of cool. In all those flashbacks, especially the one with Henry and Snow, we get this idea, like, we need to have hope. We need to believe in a happy ending. And I feel like the show is asking us to believe that there's going to be a happy ending. Because we're kind of left with a giant pile of garbage for everyone. <laughs> Um, I'm saying we stood at a window and said I believed. Yes. And then a shadow ripped us away. That's what's happening. I mean, like, Emma and Henry seem happy, but, like, shit's about to get blown up by this pirate. Um, And, like, they don't remember. So if they did remember, they wouldn't be happy with their current situation. Had this been the series finale, how would you feel? I think they would have had to leave off the the New York tag. Sure, you take off the New York tag, but Um, it ends with the characters fading back into the Enchanted Forest roll credits. I think it would have, I would have been sad, um, but I think that Regina and Rumpel's stories were beautiful. Yeah. I think that is, yeah. What about you? I Probably the exact same way. And, and, you know, sometimes um, less is more. I don't feel that way about this necessarily, because there's one more half season I think is really great. But I think the stories, if the ending point had to be chosen before they actually got to the end, I would choose here. Mm -hmm. This would be I'd cut off and say, you've wrapped it up. It's a good ending. I'm going to miss these characters, and it's kind of like us leaving Storybrooke. Like, this could have been called leaving Storybrooke, and then, okay, show's over. It's true. However, luckily, it's not over. We have plenty more seasons. Plenty to, more. More for Chelsea to talk about, more for me to bitch about. It's true. And actually, so the next episode is Season 3, Episode 12, New York City Serenade, which is a top five episode for me. Whoa! I think the thing that is mo- a lot of my top episodes are big conclusion episodes or sure. big reveal episodes. And mm-hmm. obviously we're getting we're going to get a reveal about like what's going on, which is kind of like a big thing. But it's a very um I really like the episode even though it's mostly like building rather than concluding. If this is the case and you because I know it's not a top 5 episode for me. This would be the first Emma-centric episode that I think is top five. The only one you could other argue would be Manhattan. But that's like mm-hmm. Neil, Rumpel, and Emma, and Henry. So it's like an ensemble episode. Yeah. So I'll be curious, yeah, because, you know, obviously my loser was Emma. Because just not. Uh, so let's see what she can do when she's by herself. Because she's not going to have the help of all the other really great actors and actresses. So I want to see what she does. Yeah. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 3, Episode 12, New York City Serenade. We will see you next time in New York.